Welcome to Confident as Fuck, a podcast for moms who want to feel less alone in the shit show of motherhood. I'll share stories, conversations, and real life advice from moms just like you. We'll tackle the hard things. Think of it as a vent session with your bestie over coffee. But more than that, I want this to be a place you can come for inspiration, motivation, and a little kick in the ass to help you on your way to living your full potential. Moms are people too. So get ready for a no BS approach to help you embrace and love yourself as you become your most confident self. If you're a mom who wants more, buckle up, sister. Let's do this. So you've heard me talking about Fit AF. This is the online space that I created when I started using some new workout tools and nutrition courses and supplements to help me lose the baby weight after I had my second boy. I started inviting friends to do it with me and I was like, okay, here's this space online. It's safe. It's non-judgmental. We're just going to come in here, provide some accountability for each other. And that was almost seven years ago now. It has grown into, like I said, one of my favorite places on the internet. It's full of women who are working toward their best selves, not just to get abs or to lose a certain amount of weight, but to feel better and to be able to live their lives better because they're taking care of their body better. Now, I love to bring the mindset work, and this is where my mission comes in. It's to help you reach your physical goals without sacrificing your mental health because I've been there. I've been at the goal weight and still hated myself. I've been at the goal weight and been on the diets and doing all the workouts and resented every last moment. I want you to be able to feel amazing physically and feel amazing in your mind and about yourself physically. Not just to reach this ideal, not just to hit a certain number on the scale, but to truly connect it to how this is going to help you live your life better. Now, that's all great and all, but I wanted you to also know that I mentioned this episode that I mentor other coaches to create these communities too, to take advantage of some of the tools that and resources that are out there to help people get into amazing physical shape and then put their own spin on it to have this creative outlet and help other people. Some of them do it for their own accountability because when they know that someone else is depending on them, they show up better for themselves. Some of them do it because they simply have had such an incredible transformation themselves, they can't help but share it with other people. And some of them truly want to make a business and love helping, love the impact, and love the income that comes with that. So I want to invite you to check out what I do as a coach on Team Project Confidence. That is the name that I have proudly given to the group of women that I get to mentor on really a weekly basis. And some of these women have become my very best friends. Some of them I've never even met in real life before. But we connect around our love of helping people, our desire to feel and be our best, and our really just want to do it in a way that feels really good and fits in our life. Nothing that's going to be taking over every waking minute or force us to be weird and spammy and gross. Nothing like that. I want to help you build a business and create another source of income online that can help bring you more 
flexibility in your time and schedule, in your finances, and really be the catalyst to build your confidence and bring more of that into every other aspect of your life. We're really growing better human beings and getting paid to do it. So if any of that interests you, make sure you check out the show notes and Team Project Confidence application and get more info on it. See what we're about, see if we vibe, and reach out to me if you are interested. Fill out the application uh, in becoming a Team Project Confidence coach. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Confident As Fuck podcast. All right, that is get my weirdness out for the episode because on a serious note, but also not so serious, I felt like I made it a lot bigger and more serious than it was in my head before I actually did it. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about therapy. So I wanted to share a little bit about my experience with mental health and where I'm at right now and where I want to go, where I've been, and maybe just encourage you to even start thinking about things and don't be afraid to talk about it. Uh, I started realizing that maybe I needed help a few years ago in the very midst of COVID. Now, let me back it up just a little bit and give you a quick rundown of things that I've struggled with that have kind of manifested even more and made me realize, holy shit, I maybe could have used help a lot sooner um, than this. And what you hear me talking a lot about is health and fitness. I've struggled for a long time with body image, disordered eating, this... um, feeling of and what I now know as if I were to put a label on it would be orthorexia, which is an unhealthy fixation, obsession with exercise, tendency to overexercise and undereat, and just this really unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. Now, I really started getting the ball rolling as far as healing that relationship uh, when I started my own fitness after I had my second son and joined a community and this movement. And they helped me so much to build myself back up and to realize that I was so much more than my body and the physical aspects and um, that health meant a lot more. And I started coaching other women to do the same. And that's one kind of cog of the wheel. There are lots of other things. It took me a while to get okay with exercise. And then took a little bit longer for me to be okay with food. And now working on other things. So I'm also a registered nurse and was very frontline during COVID, beginning, middle, and still. And about a year or two into it, now I live in a a pretty rural area and we're about 10 years behind the times when it comes to any sort of fashion trends, (laughs) stores, or pandemics for that matter. And so the first year when we were watching COVID just wreak havoc in places and kind of seeing our 
I don't know, sister nurses and, and other healthcare worker, workers experiencing just all the tragedy and re- just crazy things that we never even could have imagined. Uh, we were shut down, but very slow as far as I worked in the ER. And we did not see a lot of COVID for the first year that the rest of the world was going through this. And we, you know, obviously it eventually made its way to our area and we got hit way later than we expected and, you know, went through all the things that we had been seeing our counterparts in bigger areas go through. And it was like, I remember describing it or someone describing it as being chased by a turtle. And so we were in this fairly long period, a year, a year and a half of just kind of waiting and this burden of when's it going to be here? What do I do? Do I have to separate myself from my family? Like all of these what ifs and trying to prepare without the threat actually being there yet. And the fear really took a toll. And so by the time we really got into it and got were affected by it. Yes, we still had that fear and and then it was kind of like we've already been in our heads preparing for this for so long and then I don't think anything could, could have prepared us for the stress and and if you're in healthcare you might be able to relate to this, but it was not just the stress of physically working in a 12 hour shift with these respirators and N95s and all of the PPE and and all of that stuff, along with all the changing guidelines. And then you get the judgment from people and all the differing opinions and, and what do I do? And then your friends and coworkers who you've worked with forever, who are amazing healthcare workers are being, you know, forced to, do something that they may not want to do in order to, you know, keep their livelihood and their jobs. And geez, all of these different factors. And I had used all my coping mechanisms. I had, the well was dry. I had done everything that I knew that I could do. I was exercising. I was paying attention to my nutrition. I was meditating. I was reading. I was journaling. I was trying to do all the things. And I was just having more and more of these moments of anxiety and like crying hysterically, having these just crazy, I I felt like I was crazy. And these little things just trigger me into just a full-blown anxiety attack, which I really didn't see it as that. Uh, Looking back, I know that's what it is now. But in the moment I was like, I'm just like, there's so much stress or my kids aren't listening and we're not sleeping. And my, you know, then two, one and a half, two-year-old was just starting to really ramp up and he is still just on 10 all the time. And so all of these things, I was like, it's all this stuff. If COVID would just go away, if my kids would just behave, if all of these things would happen, then I might feel better. And Finally got the balls to reach out. Actually, what happened was I was at an annual physical exam with my OBGYN, my midwife, and she asked about, they do, you know, regular depression, anxiety screenings. And she asked and I didn't even get a word out and I just started crying 
because I knew that's what was going on. Not, um, not necessarily the depression, but definitely the anxiety. And I was embarrassed. I didn't know what to say. I just I couldn't say anything. And she really didn't even have to have me say anything. She just said, okay, I'm going to send you to see our, our psych nurse practitioner to talk to someone. And it was kind of a relief that she did that. And I'm forever grateful because it really, it allowed me to take a little bit of that weight off and have her say, you need to do this. And having someone say, you need to do this almost takes the decision-making out of it. Right. So I know, you know, as a mom, our brains are constantly working and it can feel like the emotional and mental load is just too much. And simply making a decision can feel so hard. That's why so many times I'm like, can you please just choose what we're going to eat? I am so tired of making decisions. My husband, God bless him. He's like, just make the list and I'll go get groceries. And like, it's not getting groceries. That's the issue. It's all of the stuff that comes before that. It's deciding what we have to eat. What do we have going on? It's, it's all of those little things. Getting groceries is the easy, easy part. I will absolutely go get groceries if you tell me what I need to buy. So it was kind of that catalyst of someone else making that decision for me, like you need to talk to someone that really got the ball rolling. And fast forward a little bit, well, six, eight months before I actually got in to see her because mental health resources are ridiculously underwhelming, um, I guess. There are not enough of them out. And I waited and I kind of knew, okay, I'm going to have this. I've got, I just need to stick it out until then. And finally saw her and was able to, to talk. And I don't quite feel like I talked enough. I wasn't quite sure what to say. I had no idea. I was holding back tears the whole time because I, I just, I just had this thought in my head that I shouldn't be there, that what did I have to complain about when my life is so good, I have everything I could possibly need or want, and who am I to be complaining? Why should I have anxiety or these feelings of like, oh my God, I just want to you know, run away. I can't do this anymore. I love my kids. I love my husband. And I was constantly just going back and forth between I need help. I need this so much to no, you should be able to do this. You're strong. And so really opening up and being vulnerable has been super tough. And so if you have felt that way, if you're a helper like I am, I tend to do a lot of the listening. I tend to just shut up and let people vent and give them an ear and a shoulder and that's always been my default and my go-to and what I feel like I'm good at. And so I always feel like I don't want to burden people with my issues and complain. And, oh, if I complain, that means I'm not grateful. And so all of these things are simultaneously running through my head. And the uh, provider that I was seeing was just so easy to talk to and made me feel really comfortable in 
just sharing and you know she didn't pressure me to share everything i mean you can only get through so much in an hour um but what i really felt after that first session was that i'm not crazy <laughs> and with everything you know going on i had not that you have to have a legit excuse for however you feel but she just made me feel okay for how i was feeling and I, I know so many times I'm hard on myself for the feelings that I'm having. And I know lo logically that it's okay to feel how I feel. But in, well, I say logically, maybe I know more in my gut. These are my feelings. These are true for me. This is what is real for me right now. And that's okay. And then my head kind of talks me out of it and is like, no, you should like, buck up, suck it up. You need to just be stronger and and do this and, and do it all yourself. And I, you know, I've recorded an episode about, you know, how quote, good moms do it all. And although I, I, it is a constant work in progress to get over that sort of mindset. And so I got through that first session and ended up taking her recommendations as far as prescriptions and looking to medication. And I also had a lot of hesitations around that because that same kind of mindset, as far as I should be able to do this on my own, I don't need medication. What if I need this forever? Like, do I have to, I don't want to be dependent on anything. Does this mean I'm crazy? All of these really harsh judgmental thoughts going through my head, which don't really make sense because I see someone else doing it, taking care of themselves, taking medication to help them. And I am all for it. Like do it, take something. If you need that, like it's another tool in your tool belt. And I even, you know, I picked up the medication and it still took me two weeks to start taking them. Um, and it was hard to just be vulnerable and give up that control. Like, that hero kind of martyr mentality where it was like, oh, I'm doing this all on my own. I'm miserable, but I'm doing it all on my own. So like, give me some sort of trophy. And it's just not the case. And so I started taking medication for anxiety and ADHD. And uh, I started feeling better, you know, a month in, it takes some time for those things to start working. And I just tried to trust it and do my best, kept doing all the things that I was, you know, that I was doing before that I knew worked for me. It wasn't like, I'm going to take these and all my problems are going to go away. I don't have to do anything else. It was very much, this is just, it's another tool in my toolbox that I get to take advantage of. And, you know, I did start seeing and feeling less irritable. I started uh, feeling more definitely that I could you know, finished tasks that I started and the ADHD thing is a, a whole different conversation. But as far as the anxiety one, I really, I could feel it take the edge off. Um, started on a very low dose of a medication called Citalopram or Celexa. And um, I'm still taking it, you know, a year and a half later um, because it has helped me. And I also live in Maine where winters are long and dark and didn't want to stop taking it or wean off of it before, um, you know, seasonal, seasonal depression can come into play. But um, 
I'm not holding myself to any sort of contract where I'm saying, I'm going to take this forever and ever, or no, I'm going to stop this here. It's definitely going to be a day-to-day thing and, and really thinking about things. And maybe I'll try to wean off of it. Maybe I won't. Uh, we're just kind of going with it and seeing how things work out. So fast forward a little bit. And because of the mental health resources where I live, it was really hard to get in to see that provider more than once every six months. And with things, um, job changes and kids and schedule changes, I was starting to feel that kind of anxiety come back. And I felt like as a helper, you know, I felt like I was checking in on everyone and I would feel like, and even this comes with a little bit of guilt. I feel like I didn't necessarily have anyone to check on me. Not that people didn't people. I have amazing friends and amazing support system. But sometimes I feel like you just want to talk to someone who doesn't know you, who doesn't have any sort of skin in the game. They don't know who you're talking about. They don't know what you're talking about. They just get your side of the story, I guess, and a a safe person to be able to vent to and to cry and to be honest and to work things out through. And so... I had been thinking about calling the employee assistance program through my employer for months, actually probably probably years at this point, because since, since the whole COVID stuff happened, um, they started offering more mental health resources, which why the healthcare system took so long, it took a freaking pandemic to offer their employees healthcare, like mental health assistance. Okay. That's, that's a whole other topic also, but Um, I had thought about it and thought about it. And I actually emailed at one point and they said, okay, it'll be easier to get you set up. Give this number a call. And I didn't. One, I hate talking on the phone. Two, I had this, oh, this guilt, this feeling of I'm crazy if I do this. I am admitting defeat if I do this. If this means I'm not good enough, if I didn't, couldn't do it on my own, then there's something wrong with me and battled with those thoughts. I looked at the number every single day. It was on a post-it on my planner that I would move from month to month saying this month I'm going to call. And I never did until about two months ago. And I finally called because of, you know, feelings I've been having just on a more regular basis and lots of family dynamics and lots of things happening um, at work and just like, I need to get this out. And so I called for the initial consultation and like I am now, I'm like holding back tears and I feel this huge lump in my throat. Like I can't really get a deep breath because I don't even know. I'm like, why do I feel so teary and like, I want to cry. And I was holding back tears the entire time I was talking to the very nice lady that I talked to. And she asked me, she's like, you know, she got demographics and she asked, so what are you looking, you know, what are you looking to get or what are you looking for help with, you know, calling today? And I was like, um, life. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she giggled and, um, you know, I said, maybe, 
if I were to narrow it down, you know, just anxiety. And so I got set up with an appointment and it's been on Zoom with someone I've never met before. She knows nothing about me. I know nothing about her. She works with a lot of healthcare workers because they're through the system that serve um, the hospital system that I work for. And um, I was so nervous. I was sweaty in all the places because I was like, I don't even know what to do. Do they ask me questions? What do I talk about? I don't have anything to talk about. Do I just like, what, what do I do? And I was very honest and, you know, she had me tell her a little bit about myself and then she said, so what are we, you know, is there anything that's coming up for you, you know, right now? I was like, I have no idea what to say. I don't even know where to start. You know, if ask me a question, ask me anything to give me something to start on. And we talked and she listened and there were periods of silence. Um, I didn't cry that first, that first session. Um, it was a little bit more of her making sure that I knew that it was okay to open up and she said this thing that really stuck with me. She said so many of us that especially, you know, in healthcare, the helpers, moms, we are like pressure cookers and we keep everything in. because we have so many other things and people to take care of. And we just go, go, go. And we do, do, do without really thinking about it and slowing down. And eventually the pressure, it can really start to feel like too much. And so having someone to just crack the lid and let some of it out is priceless. Simply having someone to tell me that it was okay, it kind of changed things for me. And I can talk without feeling like I'm being judged. I can say whatever I want about whatever I want, about whomever I want, with a very objective, you know, view from her and helping me, asking me the hard questions that I'm used to asking other people. And sometimes just saying things out loud and, and getting it all out instead of, you know, bouncing in my head, like I've got a million pinballs in my head, just ting, 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 like one thought after another, it just never stops. And until you quiet down for a minute and listen and, t and talk it out, sometimes you don't realize all the feelings that you're holding on to, whether that's gratitude and joy and happiness and fulfillment or resentment and pain and hurt and sorrow and grief. Like all of those things are so incredibly normal, but we get caught up in in the daily things that, that we have to get done, right? That we 
if we didn't do them, they wouldn't get done. And um, I just cannot emphasize enough what a weight off my shoulders this has been. And I told her at my last session just the other day how, and I started crying telling her because this perfect stranger, granted it's her job, but she allowed me the space and the freedom to just let things out. You know, I thought, especially when I started this podcast, I thought, gosh, this is like therapy for me. And while it is because I get to talk about this stuff freely, um, you know, I still censor myself and there's no one real time talking back or challenging what I say or asking me, well, what about this? Or did you ever think about this? And um, so having someone like that to be able to go back and forth with is just so valuable. And after, you know, I apologize, which I try, I try so hard not to do because I don't want to, I know that I, I'm not, you know, wrong or hurting anyone for having the feelings that I have, but it's, I mentioned to her this feeling of, I don't want to be a burden on anyone else by sharing my problems. And what are people going to think? Because she has, you know, so much more in that kind of guilt of why should I be unhappy? I have everything I want, everything I need. Like I should be so happy. And it's not that I'm not, but sometimes we just, there are still hard things. There are things that happen to us that give us feelings that are hard to deal with and it's okay. And I had a conversation with a dear friend, colleague last night that just reminded me how important it is to do this work and to remind you and every other mother out there who is struggling that one, you're not alone. You don't have to do it in silence. You don't have to like suffer under the surface and put on a brave face because we have probably all experienced and thought and felt something like you are feeling and thinking and experiencing. And the reaction that I got from her when I shared that I had experienced similar things was just this relief and tears and appreciation for, oh my God, like I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. Someone else feels this way too holy shit, like take a deep breath. It's okay. And, um, that's what I want to pass on to you. I want to encourage you to reach out for help. Well, if that's a friend, maybe you have someone that you feel really comfortable talking with and just asking, like reaching out, Hey, can I just talk, reach out? If your employer asks or offers, you know, mental health resources, an employee assistance program. If you know someone, if you have programs around you, if you ask your provider, if you don't have one, get set up with one, start looking. There are so many online resources. There's better help. There's, uh, think I'll link, I'll link some things and resources in the show notes. Um, things that I've looked into. I happen to find one, like I said, through my employer, but, um, if you want to do online, if your employer doesn't offer anything like that, uh, then 
you know, there's a lot, a lot of resources out there that we can take advantage of. And the internet is wonderful in that way and can connect us with lots of things that we might not have access to if we didn't have the interwebs and this uh, modern technology. So I really encourage you to reach out and get help and let's start making mental health less taboo and let's talk about it. And um, my beautiful friend Aida and her limited unlimited wear active line, I have a t-shirt from her it says mental health is not a dirty word. It's not a dirty secret. It's not something that we have to hide or be ashamed of. It is something that I think the majority of humans are struggling with right now. And this will be a whole nother episode, but especially moms and not to say one heart is harder than the other, but there is, if you were a mom, you just know it's different. And I'm here for you. Reach out. I am always a listening ear and I will not stop doing that. It actually is a form of therapy for me and really lifts me up to be able to let you know, even if I don't have the right thing to say, and I will tell you, I have no idea what to say. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what that feels like, but it's okay. And I'm here if you just need someone to vent to. So I want to offer that to you, whether that's in my email, in my Instagram inbox, I offer that to you and hope that you take advantage of that or a friend or a therapist that you trust, but talk to someone, reach out. It's okay. You're not alone. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me. If any part of this episode had you aggressively nodding your head saying, me too, or gave you a different perspective or just helped you feel a little less alone, I would love it if you left a review or shared it with your best mom friends. Screenshot and tag me on Instagram so we can connect and I can support you. We need to get this message out so that more mothers like you know their worth outside of changing diapers and the school pickup line. It's time we reclaim the confidence inside of us, messy bun and all, and show our children and the world what we're capable of.